Hello and welcome to the Viva podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to any new listeners and welcome back if you've been here before. Mm-hmm. Happy meteorological fall. <laughs> it's is September it? 1st as we record this. And not only is it correct that it is meteorological fall, which starts on the 1st of September and then, you know, new seasons every three months afterward, but also I'm just really willing better weather to be here sooner rather than later. And so I changed all my summer scents in my home today to fall scents, like to help it along. On like day. it's fall, I've decided. Gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't quite feel like fall yet. So it I does can't, not. I can't really it's get into it. No, I get it. But I'm, I'm kind of of the opposite of like, I don't think I can get into like the leave, like leaf smelling things and crisp autumn air scents until it somewhat feels close to that I just oh, can't no. get there yet it's, you have to will it mm. like sometimes you have to go after things you want in life and make <laughs> it happen okay. and so therefore pumpkins although I did roll my eyes at a tweet about a pumpkin spice latte today so yeah they're back I mean to be fair I I've not gotten one yet no, it's like it's very hot. It's, yeah, <laughs> they do make them ice, but like no, I'm. But I did get uh, pumpkin flavored coffee creamer. Yeah, so. I don't know what the discrepancy is because here I'm like it's meteorological fall. Please get on board. But also yeah. like pumpkin is like deeper into fall. That's kind of true. Where you get into like mums, like the flower, like that's the type of fall. Not the British now. mothers. No. Right flowers like that's the type of fall we're in right now like mm-hmm. the mum scents are out not acorn spice mm-hmm. so you're not talking like a brisk 50 degrees but perhaps like a low 70 with no humidity right like although, that's what I'm manifesting right now yes although I will say I don't know if you were out last night it felt so good last night I was not because I was protesting okay the weather yeah. not like in my home for a greater cause but like yeah, yeah. it was very warm when I went running on Wednesday morning and to express my displeasure I did not leave my house again after like 3 p.m which oh, yeah. I had to walk the dog yeah last night was great it was like 70 something the clouds that sort of uh like brought some cover it was a little bit of a breeze it was like perfect summer night it was great the 70 at night is not acceptable anymore. It, I need it to be like yeah. high 60s at night right now. Okay. I need a low in the 60s. Fair enough. Okay. So this is what I'm manifesting with my mom scented things. I see. Which also just smells delightful. Yeah. If anyone would like just a really nice floral scent for appropriate for the season, Mrs. Meyer's mom scent. Just it's something I look forward to every year. Mm. Little things. Yeah. Anyway. It's not the topic of the conversation today. We're not talking about fall sense, although we just did. We're talking about accepting criticism Mm. because like a lot of things in life, I think we got on the pendulum, which by the way, like every time I think about this, do you know the dragon ride at like theme parks or carnivals? That's like a boat, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like it has a name, but I don't know what the name of it is. I don't know either. But every time I think of like, oh, the pendulum swung, I actually think of that thing. Yeah. Oh, it was also a dragon, yeah? It was a dragon in some places. I want to say in Rye Playland, it is a sea serpent. 
oh well you know semantics I guess speaking of like childhood memories that like why do I have that yeah um yeah I'm pretty sure it's a sea serpent Mm. if we weren't actively recording a podcast right now I'd probably google that but like it was a sea serpent gotcha which I think I liked better Mm. for the record but anyway but the sea serpent or the pendulum or the dragon has swung from this place where we were kind of expected as a society to just like take and treat as valid like any criticism that came our way like if someone says it it must be true and therefore we should internalize it I'm thinking of the customer is always right vibe Mm -hmm. that like someone says something that's negative like you have to treat it as valid regardless Mm -hmm. which was too much However, the sea serpent has just like run amok and swung in the opposite direction really far. People are like just screaming and throwing up on the ride. And now, that was gross. But now it's this idea of like, regardless of the feedback, if it's negative at all, it becomes, well, haters gonna hate. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this comes from social media because people are like putting things out publicly, right? Sure. So people with public social media accounts, they'll share whatever they're doing or their thoughts on something. And like I said, if it's public, it potentially opens up to some nasty comments. Yeah. Which is not cool. Right. But the message automatically becomes this like, oh, don't listen to the haters. I feel like it's haters and something. I was going to say, do people still say that? Like, no shade. <laughs> But I always thought it was like haters and trolls. No. People say don't feed the trolls. I know, which is also rude, by the way. Because I mean, but if they're trolls. No, I know, but like yeah. literally that, because in my world, trolls mm. are those cute little dolls that were in the late 80s, early Touché. 90s with like gems in their stomach and like brightly colored them. hair that I really enjoyed. Yeah. So why are like that's rude? Why are we starving these delightful creatures? Touche. Anyway, that's where my mind goes. But whatever the saying is, that's just the automatic response. Like, Mm -hmm. well, they're haters. Like, don't listen to haters. Okay. As a result, I feel like there are a lot of people walking around sometimes, a lot of the time, like they can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. And that is wrong. And we're going to tell you why. Yeah. So... Why would you say that criticism is important, even if it's uncomfortable? Yeah, good question. I mean, also, I feel attacked um, because- <laughs> I not mean to attack you. <laughs> right. Don't feed the trolls. Uh, feed I, the trolls. They're very cute. The, we need another word. The 90s trolls. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm by nature, like, a pretty sensitive person, and- uh, like criticism and feedback is like across the board, just like difficult for me. Um, and yeah, but I think at the end of the day, like whether, whether you call it criticism or feedback or whatever constructive criticism, it's like the idea is that like it helps you get better. Like sometimes we can't see ourselves really clearly or fully in like a moment or in something that we're doing. And so having some outside perspective gives us another view of ourselves that like can be really helpful in, I don't know, making some sort of adjustment, moving forward, changing a behavior, uh, things like that. It helps you grow. Criticism helps you grow. 
Yeah, because you're not perfect. Right. Sorry to burst that bubble. <laughs> and I know that in theory, a lot of people will be like, of course not, no one's perfect. But if you're somebody who gets very upset or angry or put off by criticism, I actually would encourage you to think about how you reconcile those two things, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. not perfect, but criticism sends you into a tailspin, yeah. how does that work? Something because going on there. By saying, right. Like essentially by saying you're not perfect, you're saying I do things wrong sometimes, but then when someone tells you that you've potentially done something wrong, you're like, oh no, how dare they? Right. Okay. Well, that doesn't match is yeah. the moral of the story. And yeah, I think it's that idea of we all have those blind spots and you can't know how you're coming off to a single person, to a group of people. This is kind of this idea of like that inclusivity conversation and diversity of like checking your privilege of you're not expected to memorize and have in your mind all the time how a black person operates in the world or how a LGBTQ person operates in the world or how you know a disabled person operates in the world if you don't fall into those groups because it's not like that would be impossible you your brain would explode mm -hmm. but the point is to be open to the fact that you do have those blind spots and you might not be aware of how your presence or what you say or what you do impacts that group yeah. well it's the same thing when you're not talking about larger groups of people right it might just be your friend or your coworker, or just like a group of humans that have, you know, nothing in common other than the fact that they're humans and they're receiving your message. Mm -hmm. You don't, you can't know. And that's okay. You might never be able to know, actually, you will never be able to know every perception somebody could have of you and how you can be perceived and whatever you say or do, and you're not expected to. So like making a mistake is not where you go awry. Right. It's when someone points it out to you of like, hey, maybe rethink this. And you're like, haters going to hate. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. No, be open to it because maybe they're right. And especially if you're hearing it from people in your life, that's both, I think, in some ways easier because you know they care about you and harder because if you've disappointed someone that you love, that never feels great. But this is how your relationships actually become stronger. And, you know, Joel, like you said, you become a better person. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing. Like, I don't know where this got such a bad rap that like any type of criticism is bad, where in fact, it's actually someone doing you a favor, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's in large part why the pendulum is swung is because like the narcissism of it all, right? It's like with the rise of online culture and everyone sort of being a public figure in a way it's just like it also breeds this this perspective that like I don't know that you can't be told that you're wrong or that and that every, any naysayer is just a hater and is dumb and is whatever whatever um and I think that sort of combined with the whole toxic positivity kind of thing Right. Is it like, oh, I'm always kind of right. I know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm just spreading love and light. Like, if you took it wrong, you took it wrong. Something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a lot of that has contributed to that swinging to the like opposite extreme end for sure. Yeah. Like, a good example. And I don't follow a lot of like public figures or influencers generally. And I'm not going to call out who I'm thinking of with this, but 
there are, and it's actually a couple of people that I followed and listened to kind of their responses to negative feedback. And now that I think about it, I can't recall a time where anyone was ever like, you know what? I didn't love hearing this or reading about this on the internet or in my comments, but I get, I, I get it. Like I reflected on this and I can understand where they're coming from and how I came off this way. And here's how I'm going to do things better, which again, we're not going all the way back to say that every criticism or every comment is valid and you should take it as such, but how are none of them valid? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's something you've heard more than once, all of those people are wrong. Yeah. I mean, I guess like it's an opinion situation and you don't ever have to take someone else's opinion as fact because it's not, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I had multiple people on multiple different points in time saying similar things about me, I might pause for a second and be like, huh, am I coming off this way? And you know what? Maybe you realize that you are and you're cool with it, mm -hmm. but that's very different than immediately dismissing it as like, well, they just suck. And they don't understand me. Yeah. And I'm just doing my best and why people got to be mean. Well, you might be doing your best and falling short in some areas mm -hmm. that you could potentially learn from. Yeah. Both could be true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there was like a specific situation that came up. Um, it's a different because it was really a question, at least to me, mostly about like, professional standards and ethics more so than the message but essentially there was a, a therapist who sort of went viral online I guess um, in which she was basically talking about how you know black men she was speaking specifically to black men need to do better like in relationships and oh my God, I saw this and I was yeah. so upset that I did because yeah. it was <laughs> anyway go ahead yeah and so like the situation itself kind of unraveled. Um, but the point, a lot of, <laughs> I've been having this conversation with different people about like the conversation we're having with men these days. And it was really that situation where like the delivery of the message was terrible. Um, and, you know, we can have a different discussion about like the ethics of showing up online as a licensed provider, et cetera, et cetera, like all that separate conversation. But essentially, people were really turned off by the delivery of the message, but the content of the message was valid and nothing new, right? And it was just about like, oh, like, like actually like a Psychology Today article about men came out recently with very similar ideas, basically saying like men are falling behind um, in terms of relationship skills and they need to do better. And yeah, I was having this conversation with someone recently and I said, you know, <laughs> it would be great if someone could just show up in the comments and say, yeah, this one hurt, but I, maybe I do have some work to do and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just like that idea of, yes, like not everyone's going to deliver, uh, you know, criticism or feedback in the best ways. Um at the same time, sometimes there is something you can take from that. And why not also focus on that and use it? Because right. it seems like too often we're just so concerned about like maintaining appearance and being correct that we miss something that's actually really important. 
that we could grow from. Yeah. And I'll add in there too, that I feel like the chorus of people would be like, well, but some people are just mean and nasty. And why should I listen to mean and nasty comments? <laughs> Agreed. Some people, yeah, it's baffling to Terrible. me how mean people are on Terrible. the internet. Like it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And so is that acceptable? Absolutely not. Right. But I find that people sometimes have a hard time telling the difference between yeah. a mean and nasty comment and a comment that just stings because it's somebody giving you negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen that before too, right? Where somebody will say, Hey, just to let you know, here's why this is problematic. Mm-hmm. And they're not calling anybody names or telling them to go jump off a cliff and die or anything like that. And people are like, Oh my God, how can you speak to me that way? Mm-hmm. What? Or they'll delete it and block somebody for something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Like those are very different things. And the whole jump off a cliff and die is actually something I've seen someone comment, which is crazy, but pointing out in a firm, clearly upset yet respectful professional, if even way is not the same thing as somebody like spewing insults at you. Mm -hmm. So yes, you should not subject yourself to nastiness, but kind of twofold is one, not everyone is nasty and please make sure you're correctly labeling the difference. Mm -hmm. And two, it might be nasty and that might be a problem, but it could also be right. Mm -hmm. Obviously the comments, you know, I'm thinking of activists that I enjoy following that are in like marginalized groups, right? Some of those nasty comments that just target their identity out of hate, like absolutely Mm -hmm. not. But there are some comments that are presented really in a mean way, but are also kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that, right? Discerning the difference and that instead of just immediately having that like gut reaction and then shutting down, like assess the situation. If it's just yeah. mean and nasty and hateful, yeah, get rid of it, block it, whatever. But everything else, I feel like it. you should take a beat and just think about it. Um, and, you know, I really... I'm against hate speech because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone should be and yet unfortunately they are not but when you put something out there publicly and that's whether it's like on social media to tens of thousands of followers or just to a group of friends people are allowed to respond authentically to that yeah it's not always going to be positive yeah And so I think that's one of the things I would say is like, that'll help you prepare for any negative feedback is to expect it. I think that's part of the issue is that too many people go in thinking, you know, that they can do no wrong. It's like, no, you can, and it's okay. And anything you put out publicly, regardless of the size of the audience, someone might tell you that actually, no, you missed on that one. Mm -hmm. And why are more people not prepared to hear that feedback or even consider it as a possibility. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just seeing a lot of shock, which I always find interesting. Like you're shocked that somebody might not like something that you said or did. Why is that shocking? Yeah. I've always found that strange. Yeah. It it reminds me of, this is a different like uh, scenario, but like I've had people come up to me in public and like strangers and ask if they could pet my dog and I would say no and they'd be like oh oh my god like what's you're such a nasty man <laughs> like or something like that <laughs> like why so nasty I'm just like you can go now 
Um, but it's like that. So that I think there's also like the entitlement piece that people expect that they should only be lavished upon at all times too. And like, yes, everyone should say yes to you all the time because like you're wonderful. Well, sometimes you're wonderful, sometimes you're not. And not everyone's gonna think you're wonderful and that's fine. Right. They should not use violent or abusive language towards you. Right. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in there as like this everyday example of like, I don't know, bump, uh, bumping up against someone's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of an exercise that I don't remember where I first did this, but I think everyone should do at least once. What are the faults or flaws your closest friends and family would say that you have? Mm. And name them, like say them out loud. I've told clients to do this before because I think writing it down is a different level than like speaking it into the universe. Mm -hmm. But like, what are they? Like, you should be able to list your quote unquote flaws. You can decide that you have no interest in changing, them, right. <laughs> which is also fair. Mm -hmm. But like, what would they be? Whether that's from, you know, I get cranky when I am tired or hungry, which is like everybody I, re I realize, but still, or I'm late all the time, mm -hmm. or I am narcissistic, or I demand to be the center of attention, or I don't share how I'm feeling, or I have a temper, or I forget people's birthdays, <laughs> like whatever it is. Mm -hmm you could decide it's fine and it's just part of you. And obviously people love you in spite of all your flaws. Like that's what loving people is, but you should be able to name them mm -hmm. and recognize them as an actual flaw. Yeah. Not a like, oh, not a spin. Know, like, it's so cute that I'm late all the time, right? Like, or no, like, it's not, that's not right. cute. Like, yeah, it's not cute. <laughs> Joe will like that. Right. It's that it's separating the behavior and the trait as being a flaw, but you still being worthy as a person. Yeah. And this is that whole, like, I am worthy no matter what I can do no wrong. Like, the, no, no, again, too far. First like, part were, was good. Right. Second part was not. <laughs> not so much. Right. Like, you're worthy of love and respect and yep. consideration, but also sometimes you suck. Yep. And people can call you out on that. Yep. And not everything you do needs to be treated with acceptance. It can be treated with respect yeah. and love, depending on who the person is. Yep. But not everybody has to accept everything you do. Like some yeah. people might be like, no, man, this is actually a huge problem and I don't like it. Stop mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And that's up to them. And like I said, it's your choice not to change it. If you're like, eh, people are going to get mad at me, but recognize that people are going to get upset and accept yeah. that part of it as well. And not be shocked when people maybe call you out or change their behavior if you don't change yours. And like all that's a part of relationships, but people seem really shocked when someone has the audacity to be like, hey, here's a flaw of yours and I don't love it in this moment. Well, can I, <laughs> this is maybe making me think of something that happens a lot. And this is going to be, sound like a very crotchety thing to offer, bring to the table. But the thing I hate so much, hate, hate, hate so much is people will say, they'll name like a flaw that their partner has, right? Or like, a, a, usually it's a partner and they're like, and you, obviously they hate it, right? It's something they really dislike, but they'll say like, and I, I love every part of him, <laughs> even even this part. Stop it. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Stop it. And you don't have to. You right. don't have to love something that you actually hate or that actually really bothers you and makes you uncomfortable 
etc like no it's okay just to be like i don't like this about you i still love you as a person right but this part is trash right <laughs> like this part you could work on but like i still think you're worthy of decency respect love admiration you know all of that and this thing that you do is not cool right yeah and I feel like that's uncomfortable for a lot of people to sit with. And yeah. so that's why I would encourage people to sit with that. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard, it's but it's hard. also a part of life. Like it, yeah. it exists, whether or not you choose to acknowledge it and not acknowledging it often hurts your relationships because you're like out in the world doing your thing and not realizing how it impacts people. You know, let mm -hmm. your blind spots be visible. If someone's pointing them out to you, see them. Right. Like if you're driving in a car and you're trying to switch lanes and you're about to turn into the left lane and your friend in the passenger seat is like, oh no, there's a car there that you didn't see. And you're like, I don't care. And you swerve into the lane. <laughs> like that's what this is. If someone's pointing it out to you, at least acknowledge it, right? And then you can decide what you want to do. It might, you might say, you know what? I don't care that I'm always late. Everyone can deal. But at least you're aware that maybe when someone says, oh, yeah, I told you to show up 30 minutes early because you actually had to be here on time, then you're not like pearl clutching, like, what? How could you do this? Like, of course they did that because you don't care that you're late. And it's right. fine as long as you accept that it is also a problem. Mm -hmm. Both can be true. Yeah. And so to close, I would encourage you, one, to say your flaws out loud and in front of a mirror. I added the in front of a mirror. I think that's even I was important. like, this is now you're giving advanced. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Write them down first. Um, then progress as necessary. Yeah. But also the next time you receive a hater comment, maybe just take a beat before you dismiss it. You might choose to, but I wonder what the answer would be if you really sat and thought with self-reflection of does this person also have a point like this is hurtful but do they also have a point right and again abusive hateful language is the exception to this rule so right. nobody come at us being like this person called me a name why do i have to take it as valid you don't right. that's hateful right um but let's also be realistic about the definition of hateful yeah well and there's a if anyone's listening there there is like category i guess for lack of a better term of violent language and so you can look that up and see like what that actually sounds like more of us speak in violent ways than we like to admit sometimes so pr just prepare yourself accordingly but violent language is name calling cursing at someone etc cetera, etc cetera. but there are more examples out there comments criticism feel free to reach out to us on social media at viva mental health otherwise if you enjoyed what you're hearing please leave a rating and review no criticisms in the reviews that's just not cool that like impacts our podcast rating and people won't oh you can you can add the criticism but give us five stars yeah right that's fair give us five stars and then you can leave criticism if you would like but sure. only if you get five stars <laughs> And like your criticism would be valid, but I'd appreciate it if you could couch it in five stars, just so, you know, it doesn't mess up the, it's not, it's not iTunes anymore. What Apple podcasts. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like a separate thing in the music. I don't know. Technology is confusing. It doesn't mess up the algorithm. If you give us five stars and then tell us you hate us. Yeah. New episodes every other Wednesday and we will see you then. Otherwise have a good rest of your day.
Bye.